Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is the future of cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to shake up the status quo in the automotive industry and its supporting ecosystem and help them move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, producer and host of The Future of Cars with Game Changers Radio, presented by SAP. I am very happy to be speaking with David Parrish, Senior Global Director of Industrial Machinery and Components at SAP. And Dave is right now in Detroit, Michigan, attending the Best Practices for Automotive Conference, sponsored by SAP. Dave Parrish, how's everything in Detroit? Everything in Detroit is outstanding. I'm very we, uh, glad you, yeah. I actually got to see the home opener of the Detroit Red Wings on Monday, and it was uh, <gasps> a sight to behold. Shall the I last, say, be still, the last still year of the, the Joe. <laughs> wow, be still your heart. I can see Dave Paris saying, yay, I'm here. Well, Dave, I know you're there for all kinds of reasons, but you and I were chatting a few minutes ago. You're an industrial guy. That's what you call yourself. But here you are at an automotive event. I know you've been attending presentations, listening to keynotes, and you told me there were at least three that were an absolute wow on the scale from one to ten. These were real game changers, if I can grab a phrase from our radio show. So, Dave, why don't you tell us what's happening that is really exciting at the conference. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, there is just an energy around this place, um, around technology, around solutions, about the automotive industry in general, which there's a lot of overlaps with the industrial markets I serve, uh, the heavy equipment manufacturers and those kind of folks. Um, The one that blew me away this morning was uh, a presentation on a 3D printed automobile. Mm, no, mm, get your head mm. around that for a second, Bonnie. <laughs> I'm having trouble with it. I'm 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 having trouble even thinking 3D. I have a little. Uh, I had some guys with a 3D printer come on one of my cable TV shows about a year ago, Dave. They brought the printer to the TV studio and they printed out a little holder, a little plastic cup holder, and I keep my pens in it on my desk. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. You said a car from a th- no. I cannot wrap my head around An it. An automobile, and uh, no. the company was called uh, Local Motors. I'm not mm-hmm. exactly sure where they're based, but I think they're based in Detroit. Um, and they were telling us how the typical automobile today has between twenty and 30,000 parts. And their 3D printed vehicle had, I believe he said, 50. And these are in the process of being you know, certified safely to be on the highways of this great country of ours. And it's wow. just crazy. And they did one... Uh, the Obama administration asked for some sort of military vehicle that ordinarily would take like three to five years. Mm-hmm. They did a crowdsourced design and produced the prototype in less than 16 months, I think you said. No, no, no. Dave, I looked them up. Do you mind if I read a little bit from Wikipedia? I think you'll enjoy this. May I? Sure. Okay, Local Motors is an American motor vehicle manufacturing company focused on low-volume manufacturing of open-source motor vehicle designs using multiple micro-factories. Get your head around that. It was founded in 2007 with headquarters in Phoenix, Arizona. The company's current vehicles include the Rally Fighter, 
Here we go. And they're 3D printed Strati, S-T-R-A-T-I, and SWIM, S-W-I-M, vehicles. The company develops vehicles using 3D printing and uses vehicle designs provided by the online community. Crowdsourcing, as you mentioned, Dave Parrish. In 2016, the company introduced an autonomous electric-powered shuttle named Oli, O-L-L-I. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say, Dave. Would you drive in a yeah, car? Yeah, and, and if you see this gentleman speak and, and you see the pictures of these vehicles, it's amazing. I'm not sure if it's Oli or Ollie because I can't remember how he pronounced it, but, you know, this is a 10 to 12 uh, passenger sort of a, a stand-up bus for low-speed, like, inner-city environments, and I can imagine these things all over the place soon. I mean, I really can. Would you drive in one? Or ride in one? Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Okay, what else are you seeing? That's that's very exciting. I know there are a couple other things that are wows for you at the event. Yeah, the other one was, and again, my apologies for not ever having all the names and details, but uh, the gentleman that gained some fame by uh, hacking into the 2014 Jeep Cherokee, I believe it was, he was, uh, he was on stage this morning, and he mentioned how all of these different technologies are great and all this exciting stuff, and I like to be able to start my car from my phone when it's the middle of winter in New York City and it's cold. Um, but he was also very candid in saying the infrastructure and the parts and the components the automakers are using are not up to snuff. They are not as secure as they need to be. And they're getting better since, you know, he kind of exposed this problem a couple of years ago, um, but it's still going to take some time. In addition to that on stage, a very different perspective was a cybersecurity expert that had worked with, I think he also worked with the Obama administration and some uh, state of Colorado, state of California on, you know, cyber cybersecurity issues. And his bottom line was, again, this is all great, this is all exciting, but there's a lot of bad guys out there, and we do not have... The way he worded it was, the infrastructure in the U.S. is not where it needs to be to keep the bad Mm. guys out. And he didn't really want to expand too much on that and bring everybody down, but it was very clear that all industries and all of us as uh, citizens and users of this technology, we're going to have to ramp up in the next next few years for sure. We sure are. And Dave, by the way, you know me. I Google what you're talking about, and I believe the person you might have spo- have heard today was Chris Valasek. He and Charlie Miller hacked into the Jeep Cherokee. Is that the one, Chris Valasek? That is correct. Yep. Okay. And I believe the cybersecurity expert would have been Mark Weatherford, if you wanted to look him up while you're Okay. While you're at it. Well, I'm Googling away Mark Weatherford. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Security, uh, cyber hacking, uh, car hacking. It's something we never dreamed of. The biggest thing we've talked about, Dave, over the years we've been worried about is if you have a nice car and you park it on the street in a question mark neighborhood or even in a good neighborhood, that there's a question mark as whether it will be there the next day, right? Whether somebody's going right. to come and, and spirit your car away and how many alarms do you need and how do you have to lock the dashboard? lock the uh, the steering wheel up. That was our big concern, was they were physically going to take the car. Now they can take the control of the car. This is massive change in our lifetime, Dave. Wow. It is. Wow. Anything and else you ex- saw? It's exciting and scary at the same time, right? I mean, I, I think we I all love the convenience. And, yeah. 
good good topics for uh, the future of cars with game changers next year. We got to make sure we cover these with Larry Stoley when he renews the series. Dave, I have a question for you. You know, we always end the show with the crystal ball predictions round, so I'm going to ask you the following. We are seeing, obviously, from what you're seeing at the event right now, we're seeing a very fast pace that is driving, pun intended, innovation, business innovation in the automotive industry. And the industry is getting bigger and bigger and more and more companies are getting involved, obviously, in ways we never even dreamed would be possible or feasible or practical or just at all. So my question is, let's look out almost 10 years to 2025. Do you think the pace of innovation we're seeing right now, this disruption, this energy, this drive to change things and excite the industry. Do you think this pace can continue or do you think we'll see a plateau for a little while and then another peak? What do you think? Um, I think the pace is, is I think it's going to keep up at least for the short term, whether it's going to be the whole decade or not. I'm not exactly sure, but I got to tell you, um, you know, I drive 40 year old motorcycles in a 10 year old pickup truck. And there was a gentleman on stage this morning that was saying he's wondering if there's going to, you know, 10 years from now, if we're going to be able to get gasoline for those, right? Because everything's moving towards, uh, you know, electronics and batteries and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So I I personally, being the driver of a 40-year-old motorcycle, can't really get my head around the (laughs) autonomous cars and the autonomous buses and the autonomous cargo ships and all those things. But from what I saw in the last two or three days here in Detroit, I would think this is all happening, and it's happening very rapidly. And I could see a large part of this market, um, especially in public transportation, I think we mentioned the Ali or the Oli, um, whereas I think if you have, you know, light rail and things of that nature, uh, autonomous, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think we'll see more and more of that in the next few years. And I think amazing is very well used by you, David Parrish. Very often it's overused, but this is amazing what you're talking about, truly. I I have one more question for you, Dave, but I think you've already answered it. I wanted to know what message you would send to our listeners who are not there right now in Detroit, 2016, middle of October, why they should plan to attend next year. And I think you've already said it. Amazing, interesting, uh, innovative. You're hearing people who know what they're talking about, people with a vision and a dream who are really making it happen. So on top of that, any other value you would add as why people should yeah, definitely attend? I, I would definitely, if I was connected in any way to the, to the automotive industry, I would come to this event for certain next year, um, primarily because of just the world-class companies and the world-class experts that are here. The networking, it's a very intimate event. Um, there's maybe three or 400 people here. Um, all the speakers are very open and uh, very forthgiving of their time. Um, so yeah, you, you learn so much in three days. It's, it's pretty amazing. Dave Parrish, you're a busy guy. Thank you so much for taking time out. Dave is the Senior Global Director of Industrial Machinery and Components at SAP and a good friend of Game Changers Radio. Dave, looking forward to hearing more from you in the coming year when we renew the future of cars with Game Changers and maybe, just maybe, a series of your own. I'm going to predict it's a good possibility. Dave Parrish, thank you again. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Tell everybody I said hi. Maybe I'll be there in person next year. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, signing off for the future of cars with Game Changers Radio. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to the Future of Cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. 
Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.